Blog Talk Radio.
Take it all away, take it all away till all that's left is true. Turn the sunlight down from heaven. Search me, search me. I'm open, I'm open. Search me, search me. Search me, search me. You're the only one qualified. You're the only one qualified. Cause you made me, you made me. Cause you made me.
Father God, I thank you, God, for another opportunity, God, to sit before your people to tell them what this is, the Lord. I thank you, Lord God, for everybody that's gathered here tonight, Lord God, to hear this word, God. Some will need this word, God. You know the ones that need this word, God. I thank you for bringing them here tonight, Lord God, and for letting them listen to the replay, Lord God, that they may receive what they need to receive from the word on tonight, God. In the name of Jesus, thank you for strengthening me to bring forth this message on tonight, God. Let me bring it forth the way that you gave it to me, God, so that your name may get the glory. In the name of Jesus, amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. For those of you that are new, welcome. For everybody that's been around for a while, Thank you for joining as well. You know how we do. Let's get right into it for tonight. That foundational text comes from John chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. This John chapter 11, verses 1 through 3 from the New Living Translation. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick, sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. Here in tonight's foundational text, we see Lazarus, who was at the point of being very sick and living in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. His sisters had had now become his caregivers. His sisters had now become his caregivers. They were living there, living with what many of you are going through right now. They were there, living with what, what many of you are going through right now. They were living with sickness, living with sin, what sickness was doing and had done to their otherwise healthy brother. They were living with sickness, living in sin, what sickness was doing and had done to their otherwise healthy brother. Mary and Martha knew exactly, they knew exactly what it, what it was to see a loved one not be able to do the things for themselves, the things that they used to be able to do. They knew what it was like to see them slowly be robbed of life, robbed of their vitality, robbed of their strength, and feel like there's nothing that you can do 
to stop it. I'm sure many of you can relate. I know the Lord brought me, uh, gave me this word to bring forth on tonight because somebody can relate to it. You know exactly what it feels like to see them going through and know that there's nothing that you can do to stop it. Mary and Martha knew firsthand what a caregiver's life consisted of from day to day. Mary and Martha knew. As I always say, if you read your Bible, there's something in your Bible that can minister to you no matter what you're going through. And tonight this word is for caregivers. God gave me this revelation about Mary and Martha and Lazarus. I've never seen it this, this way. So I know that the Lord wanted me to see it this way for somebody because somebody needs this tonight. Mary and Martha knew firsthand what a caregiver's life consists For this message, this revelation about Mary and Martha is to encourage, to strengthen those of you caring for them, those of you who have become caregiver to a sick loved one. You're caring for them, but still you grieve. You're caring for them, but still you grieve the way things used to be. You grieve because you want things to be the way that they used to be. Caring and grieving, tonight's message. The title of tonight's message is Caring and Grieving, tonight's message. First of all, somebody, you need to know. You need to know right now, first of all, first things first, right off the top, you need to know you are doing what Jesus would do in your situation with your loved one. You are doing what Jesus would do in your situation with your loved one. How do I know? Somebody said, probably says, how do you know? Because Jesus before he took his last breath on the cross, because Jesus, before he took his last breath on the cross, he made sure his mother would be cared for. He made sure his mother would be cared for. He didn't make arrangements to put her in some type of home. He didn't make arrangements to put her in some type of home. No disrespect, hear me tonight, no disrespect to those of you that have had to make that choice. No disrespect to those of you who have had to make that choice. But Jesus made sure his mother would be taken care of in the home. She would be taking he made sure she would be taken care of in the home. In the home of one in the home of one of his beloved disciples. In the home of one of his beloved disciples. He made sure that his disciple would treat her, care for her. Like his own mother, he made sure that that disciple would treat her, care for her, as though she was his own mother, right there in his home. So those of you taking care of a loved one in your home, so those of you taking care of a loved one in your home, this is your prophetic word on tonight. So those of you taking care of a loved one in your home, that's nothing new. That's nothing new. And though... There have been many difficult days, hear me. Though there have been many difficult days, God is pleased. He's pleased. I just came on here tonight to tell you he's pleased. In an attempt, in an attempt to encourage your heart tonight, listen to what Jesus did when he came to his mother. Listen to what Jesus did when he came to his mother. Because I think you need to hear it for yourself. The Bible says, 
when Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here's your son. And to the disciple, here's your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. You see it? From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. John 19, verses 26 and 27. This John 19, verses 26 and 27 from the NIV. Mary, at this point, Mary was certainly a widow. When she was certainly a widow and also an older woman. By now she was a widow and she was an older woman. Though she had other sons, Jesus chose John. Though she had other sons, she had other sons than Jesus. But still Jesus chose John, his beloved disciple, to provide care for his mother. Jesus chose John, his beloved disciple, to provide care for his mother. Her other sons were not saved yet. And I think that played a part in why Jesus didn't pick one of them. And as her oldest son, it was Jesus' responsibility. And as her oldest son, it was Jesus' responsibility to secure the well-being of his mother. If you are the oldest child in the family, it's your responsibility to secure the well-being of your mother. It was his responsibility, Jesus' responsibility, to secure the well-being of his mother. But yet, think with me on tonight, you know, those of you who are not new to Prolific Fire, you know I like to make you think here on Prolific Fire. So think with me a minute. But yet, it had to be a huge responsibility for John, to be a huge responsibility for John, to take an older woman into his home. It had to be a huge responsibility for him to take an older woman into his home. I'm sure it took time for them both to adjust to their new normal. I'm sure it takes it took time for them both to adjust to their new normal. While somebody, I'm sure you would never get used to the term new normal. While somebody under the sound of my voice, I'm sure you would never get used to the term new normal. Just know that God has chosen you for this abnormal situation. Just know that God has chosen you for for this abnormal situation. Just like Jesus chose John, just like Jesus chose John, you have been chosen. Just like Jesus chose John, you have been chosen. Again, think with me. Think with me. For John standing near the cross, for John standing near the cross, hearing that Jesus was leaving his mother in his care, hearing that Jesus was leaving his mother in his care, it had to be like standing listening to the reading of his will. It had to be like standing, listening to the reading of his will, the reading of Jesus' will right there at the foot of the cross. So what am I saying? I'm saying it's God's will for you to take care of your aging loved one. I'm saying that it's God's will of your aging loved one. Again, I'm not throwing shade on anybody who had to make a choice to put your loved one in a home. It's not about that on tonight. That was your decision. But God told me to bring this message this way for somebody who's caring for their mother, their father, their brother, their uncle, whoever, in the home. 
because they need some encouragement on tonight. Again, I'm saying to you, it's God's will for you to take care of your aging loved one. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing as unto the Lord. Keep doing what you're doing as unto the Lord, and he will reward you. Keep doing what you're doing as unto the Lord, and he will. Not people, but he will reward you. The scripture says, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever means exactly that, whatever, whatever you do, work it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Do it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you're serving. It is the Lord Christ you're serving. Colossians from the NIV. I need you to remember on days when you're stressed, somebody tuning in, I need you to remember on days when you're stressed and unable to rest, when you have literally done all you can do for that day, when you have literally done all in your power that you know to do on that day, I need you to remember that you serve the Lord. I need you to remember that you serve the Lord with with your actions. I need you to remember that you serve the Lord with your actions, big or small, that day. You serve the Lord that day, whether your actions were big or small. You are serving him. You are serving him. Not the sickness. You are serving him. And by the way, we still believe in. We still believe in for healing even now. But still you need to know you're not serving sickness. You're not serving the sickness. Everything that you do for your loved one is not for the sickness. You're serving him. You're, you're serving him, not the sickness. Just know that you are not worse than an infidel. You are not worse than an infidel, which is what the Bible says about a man, about a person who does not provide, who does not provide, does not take care of his or her family. First Timothy 5, 5 and 8 from the King James Version. So don't let people criticize what you're doing. So don't let people criticize what you're doing. And don't you let your own conscience, and don't you let your own conscience guilt you into thinking you're not doing enough because somebody you really truly believe that you're not doing enough for your loved one. But I'm here to tell you on tonight, don't you let people criticize what you're doing, and you don't let your own conscience guilt you into thinking you're not doing enough. You have not denied the faith which is the second half of that verse in First Timothy 5 and 8. It talks about denying the faith, but I'm here to let you know that you have not denied the faith. As a matter of fact, this whole journey, this whole time of sickness is a faith walk. It's a faith walk. It's a faith walk. It's a faith walk. God is testing your faith because the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. Second Corinthians 5 and 7 from the King James Version. I pray this is a blessing somebody. Not by sight because you never know what you're going to see from day to day in caring for your loved one. So it's not by sight. It's not by sight because you never know what you're going to see from day to day 
in caring for your loved one? Will they be better? Will they be worse or somewhere in between? Will today be a good day for them, making it a good day for you? You just don't know from one day to the next. You just don't know from one day to the next. It's a sightless journey. It's a sightless journey. It's a faith journey. A journey Mary and Martha found themselves taking alongside their brother, Lazarus, who was very sick. He was very sick. He was bedridden and in need of serious prayer. This is a journey that Mary and Martha could relate to. They were taking the same journey that many of you are taking. They were taking this journey along with their brother Lazarus, who was very sick. He was bedridden and in need of some serious prayer. So the two sisters in tonight's foundational text sent a message to Jesus. They sent a message to Jesus telling him of their of their brother's sickness. They sent a message to Jesus telling him of their brother's sickness. And many of you, and many of you under the sound of my voice, like Mary and Martha, you have and are going before the Lord. You have and you are currently going before the Lord right now in prayer, praying for a miracle, praying for healing, praying for strength, praying for patience, praying, just praying. Because somebody, at this point, you don't even know you don't even know what, what more to say. You don't even know what more to say. And you find yourself just waiting in his presence. And you find yourself not knowing what to say and just waiting in his presence. Now, that might sound weird. That might sound weird or powerless to some. But let me remind you in closing just how powerful waiting in his presence is let me remind you just how powerful waiting in his presence is and what waiting in the Lord's presence actually does. Let me remind you, first of all, how powerful waiting in his presence is. And you may not have a loved one that's sick, and, and you may not be a caregiver, but this particular part you can relate to because waiting in his presence can help you deal with a lot of things, whatever you're dealing with tonight. Wait in his presence. That's my answer to you. Wait in his presence. Let me let me prove to you how powerful waiting in his presence is. And what waiting in his presence, waiting in the Lord's presence actually does. The Bible says, But those who wait for the Lord, but those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, not in people, not in yourself, not in not in your favorite celebrity or whoever you got your trust in. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, those people are the ones who will gain new strength. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles, rising Toward the sun, they will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. Isaiah 40 and 31. That's Isaiah 40 and 31 from the Amplified. Can't you see? Can't you see? Your loved one actually needs you to stop. 
somebody, your loved one, actually actually needs you to stop and wait in the Lord's presence sometime. I mean, how can you properly care for them if you're tired, exhausted, in need of strength? Wait in his presence and not just gain strength. The scripture says new strength. So you wait in his presence and not just gain strength, but gain new strength to carry you through these trying times. As a caregiver, sometimes you need to be renewed. As a caregiver, sometimes you need to be renewed. There's no shame in that. Hear me, there's no shame in that. Take what you need from God. Somebody, take what you need from God. Father God, strengthen every caregiver under the sound of my voice that has has a challenging task of caring for a sick loved one. All the while, they're grieving on the inside, missing the way things used to be when that loved one was up and about, healthy and strong. Give them strength as well as patience. Be a source of confidence for them as they seek to make their loved one as comfortable as possible, doing all they can, and help them to cast out every negative thought that comes to say what they're doing is not enough. Reassure them once again that you are pleased with the care they're given. Reassure them once again that you're pleased with the care they're given. As they sit and wait in your presence, believing that your will will be done in the midst of it all. Father God, your will in the midst of it all will be done. Therefore, I join my faith with theirs and say, we believe. We believe for healing. We believe for a miracle. In the name of Jesus, amen. This concludes tonight's message. If there's anybody on the phone lines tonight, or just anybody listening to me in in general, whether you're listening on a podcast or listening on on Blog Talk Radio, if you need prayer or Bible-based consultation, you can call or text. You can always call or text 865-408-8690. That's 865-408-8690. Or you can email prolificfire at gmail.com. That's prolificfire at gmail.com. Prolificfire at gmail.com. Also, you can go to the website and leave your prayer request. You can donate through the website. You can sponsor a child through World Vision on the website because many of you know I talk about it every week. I am a sponsor with World Vision. I've been sponsoring children, different children, since 1997. With the, with the organization, so I know firsthand the results of sponsorship. If you would like to reach out to a child in need, because we are not the only ones going through COVID. They're going through COVID as well, and their country is not, countries are not equipped to deal with COVID as well as we are. So if you would like to sponsor a child and just make sure that they got clean, clothes, education, and just all around better life, for $39 a month, you can join me in being a sponsor for a needy child. If you're interested in that, you can go to the website, prolificfire.com. That's the website, prolificfire.com. Or you can reach out reach out to me on social media. Many of you do, and that's perfectly okay. You can reach out to me on social media, at on Twitter, at prolificfire, on Instagram, at Prophet Stacey. And like the Prolific Fire Ministry Facebook page, 
already told you to check out the website for livingfire.com. If you don't reach out to me through a text message or on through social media this week for your prayer request, your next opportunity will be to tune back in here Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. By calling the same number that many of you called tonight. Thank you. Call three four. If in case you listen to me on a platform where you can't see the number, the number is three four seven four two six three seven eight two. Again, three four seven four two six three seven eight two. Your prayer request will be taken then, too. So be sure to tune in for Faith on the Line with Prophetess Pate. It's always a wonderful time in prayer. Then join me back here next Monday. Yours truly, Prophetess Stacy, for another prolific fire and another word from the Lord when the message will be burning it off see you you think that what the, you think that the Lord was trying to hurt you by allowing that situation but God says he allowed it to burn some things off we're going to talk about it next week burning it off and if this message blessed you or any message and you just want to go into the ministry you may do so by accessing the PayPal at paypal.me slash prolific fire. That's paypal.me slash prolific fire. Or you can go to the ministry's cash app. The cash app is a dollar symbol and the ministry's name, which is prolific fire. The PN prolific is capital, F and fire is capital, written all together. Dollar sign prolific fire. If you get a a cash app that pulls up a soil with fire coming out of it, you would have the right cash app because that is this ministry's official logo. Plus, my name is on there as well. So if you would like to sow and be a blessing, I pray that the Lord will give it back to you 36 or 100 fold, not just anywhere, but give it back to you where you need it the most. Once again, thank you for being a part, everybody. This concludes tonight, tonight's prolific fire. God bless. We're out.